Howdy, friends, and welcome in to the Josh in the Show. It is Josh and Scott, and that lazy bum coach isn't here today. I don't even know when he works. I, we don't have a set schedule for Coach. He just comes in when he wants to come in. I'm trying to get a set one for him, but, you know. I have no idea what he's doing. He's probably just sitting around, pulling his pud, listening to the show and commenting to the show. And then calling us in between breaks. Texting, calling, sending a pigeon to let us know his thoughts on certain things. But he's just not here. There's no coach. He's just allowed to come and go as he pleases. Well, Josh, I had to talk to the blind pension. <laughs> he was upset about Wayne Wright yesterday. Uh, he, he, he got emotional over it. <laughs> After the show, he was like, I don't appreciate that you fellas made fun of Adam Wayne. <laughs> I understand that I engaged in it, but that was that was peer pressure. I felt like I had to. <laughs> I wasn't comfortable enough to stand up on my own two feet and fight back. <laughs> I didn't have the balance. <laughs> Uh, Speaking of Wayne, I got a call I'm going to play here in a little bit. Uh, somebody left a message for Marty. Now, technically, you can't play messages from people that Marty gets, which I think is stupid. You should be able to just say, hey, if you leave a message, the guys can play it on the air. But for whatever reason, our legal people around here are a little scared of that, so we can't do it. But what I can do is take that message, bleep out the guy's name, and give him one of those deep, like we're interviewing a person who doesn't want to be identified voices. Like if you're watching, um, oh, if you're watching uh, Drugs Inc. You ever watch Drugs Inc.? Yeah. Where they'll interview some guy and it's like, this is Skidmark. He's the head of a giant like drug. He's a drug kingpin <laughs> a in Oakland. Skidmark. And the guy's always wearing like a bandana over his face that has a skull on the front and sunglasses. And he was uh, they're like, Skidmark doesn't want his real identity revealed. <laughs> like, you know, this is Skidmark. And, uh, I, I, dude, I've been selling drugs since I was eight, dog. <laughs> like that kind of voice? Well, we can do that for this guy who called and left a message for Marty who is not pleased with uh, the content of yesterday's radio program. Our hijinks. Now... I went home yesterday feeling like we did a good show. Me too. And normally when I leave feeling like we did a good show, I know that the next day Marty's going to get complaints. When I sit here and go, hey, today we're playing the music, then I know that people are going to be cool. They'll say, I'm not going to bitch to Marty because those guys, they just sat back and played CCR and it was a great day. But I know that when we did things that I found were amusing, people will bitch. And they did. They yeah. bitched on my Instagram. They bitched to Marty. So I'll play you some of that in a little bit. They did not disappoint. No. So I'll play that for you. It's just going to be a guy with a really deep voice. It's going to sound like this. That's not going to be his real voice, just so you guys know. He sounds much douchier, but we had to deepen it up so we could play it. And he sounded like this when he called. Okay. Yeah, in reality, he did. So we'll do that for you as well. All right. Welcome into Wednesday, everybody. Oh, by the way, today would have been Meatloaf's birthday, so I'm pulling out my vinyl today. Oh. I got the Meatloaf vinyl, and we're going to listen to Vinyl Meatloaf today. We're a very pro-Meatloaf radio show. I don't know if you guys knew that about it. What am I going to do? I, I love the meat. All right, so we're going to do that today. we got a lot to get into, and if you want to get in, well, you know the number that I do. I better. I, I don't even know the damn number. 314-974-1111. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Van Halen. It's KC95. 
KC95. Hey, happy birthday, Randy Bachman. He's 80. You know him from the Guess Who and, of course, B-T-O. Roll on down the highway. KC95, our close personal friend, Brett Michaels, and his band Poison. Every rose has its thorn. Our buddy. This day... 25 years ago was one hell of a fun one in downtown St. Louis. Swing! And it's get up, baby! Get up, get up, get up! Home run! He's done it again! 70 home runs! Take a ride on that for history! Unbelievable! How can you end a season better than Big Mac has just done? God, I miss Mike Shannon so much. I miss spry Mike Shannon. God! But I also miss that summer, 98. We stunk. We were bad at baseball. I would make an argument that those two years, really 98 being the big one in 99, so really 98, and that back half of 97 where they traded for Big Mac and there's all the kind of hype. Is he going to do it next year? Is Griffey going to do it? Then Sosa comes out of nowhere and he's bopping. Who's the dude from the Rockies that was hitting homers? It wasn't Andres Galarraga. Was it Bichette? Somebody early in that year also was hitting a bunch from another team. But then, of course, it all kind of broke off with McGuire and Sosa. And, and Griffey was in it, but then kind of fell off. I would make an argument that even with the years since then that the Cardinals have won the World Series. Because they've had weird World Series winning years. The best team that they've had since then is the 2004 Cardinals. And that team lost in the World Series. The uh, 06 team really wasn't very good. They just got kind of lucky at the end. They fell off at the end of the year, then got hot in the playoffs. The 11 team that won wasn't really all that good. They had to have a miracle to get into the playoffs, and it was a great playoff. Got hot, yeah. They did. The 04 team was the team that should have won it and didn't. That was probably the best Cardinals team they've had in the last 25 years. But 98, even though what they finished like 83 and 79 or something, they were never in the race. Man, that McGuire stuff. And I, I I saw somebody, and it was one of the local writers a couple weeks ago, was it was on the anniversary of 62. And on the anniversary of 62, they say, well, it's still kind of a clouded legacy for McGuire, and it leaves Cardinals fans indifferent. No, it doesn't. I don't give a damn what that dude was taking. That's the most fun I've ever had watching any sport, period. Yeah, I remember running home to be able to oh. catch the game. You didn't want to miss it. You didn't want to miss a shot. God, you so know what I mean? At that time in my life, I would spend, you know, weeks at a time in Poplar Bluff as a kid where my family lived. I'd spend summers there a lot of the time because I lived in Louisiana, so I couldn't see every game. Normally, I'd stay a week or two in Poplar Bluff. I had to have stayed there for the whole summer, basically two months, because every night you would turn on KPLR or Fox or whatever, and there would be McGuire bopping these home runs. And every time he came to the plate, it mattered. It was it, it didn't matter if we're down 13-0. It's like, well, here comes Big Mac. Let's see what he can do, you know? And and you knew instantly when he'd hit one that it was 500 feet. And it just, oh, he'd get up there at the plate. He had that stance. You know, he'd kind of squat down. He'd do the bat down here, you know? And here's the pitch. Bang! God! <laughs> it was truly... Exciting. It was the best time I've ever had being a sports fan. And that, and that exceeds the World Series years. You I'll know? tell you what, when the Blues uh, won the Stanley Cup that season. Oh, dude. Man, 
So that I, was cool. So I would go that to bars cool. in Houston with my Play Gloria shirt on and just be like, let's go. <laughs> let's do this. Let's do it. I was in Vegas, either for the San Jose series I was there for a game, or Dallas. And I was in there, and I would go bet on the blues, and you go into these big-ass uh, you know, rooms, all these big TVs, and the sports books, and watch, and I'd be going nuts in there. That was great. But McGuire, that whole thing captivated the universe. And I, I was addicted to it. And the home runs were never cheap other than 62. 62 was the cheapy. Most of them were 800-foot bombs that the second they left the bat, you'd go, wow. And like, it, and again, that was the 70th home run we just played, and that was on this day back in 1998. But you knew that it was going to go the second it left the bat. And then on that last game, it couldn't have worked out any better. Last two games of the year, he's got 66 home runs, and Felipe Alou, the manager of the Expos at the time, was like, we're just going to throw him strikes. We're not going to walk, and people want to see him hit. Let's go. And he hit, I think, four home runs in the last two games of the year. Like, what the hell? It was perfect. There has never been anything more perfect. And I don't care about steroids or any of that. The steroids mean absolutely nothing. Oh, you're a Cardinals fan. How do you feel about McGuire? And uh, do you feel bad because it's kind of tainted? No. I don't. I watched it. I watched it. I How lived it. I loved it. Is it. Like, go to hell. Everything's tainted. You can yeah. go back and look. Baseball's the most cheating-ass sport on the planet. Dudes were taking greenies back in the 70s. You read Jack Buck's book. He was like, hey, I'd walk into the locker rooms, and there'd be candy bowls filled with amphetamines. Yeah, like, I don't care what these guys are doing. I wish they'd do more steroids. Baseball's boring now anyway. Yeah, we need some sluggers. We need. We just need better baseball. We need What's some the average home runs now in the 40s? Well, I mean, there are guys that, like, I think it was two years last year, I think, what's his name? A judge hit 60. But it's not as much fun. Now they just focus on home runs and walks and strikeouts, and that's it, and the game's boring. We'll get into that at another time. All I know is that <laughs> 25 years ago, the most fun baseball season I've ever been a part of was capped off with this. Swing! and Get up, baby! Get up! Get up! Get up! Home run! He's done it again! 70 home runs! Take a ride on that for history! Unbelievable! How can you end a season better than Big Mac has just done? God, it was so good. I'm hungry for good baseball. <laughs> I'm on a hunger strike. For I me. need it. I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry. Hey. AG 95, Josh in his show. So, uh, shooting starts, bad company. Hello. Um, so, I was actually uh, listening to an interview with Don Dockin. It was on something called Laughing Monkey Music. It's this podcast, it's on YouTube. I guess this guy just interviews a lot of uh, rock people. Like, I see Faster Pussycats, Greg Steele, and. Uh, Rats, Stephen Piercy, and Jethro Tulls, Ian Anderson, all these things. Well, he was talking to Don Dockin. And like a lot of these guys that were big, and we talk about it all the time, these hair metal kind of bands that right. sang really high, like really hit those notes uh, in the 80s. Some of them, most of them don't sound as good as they used to, whether it be because they didn't take care of their voice, they partied too much, or in some cases, age, you just, age it'll do it. And uh, some guys it's easier to make fun of because they don't acknowledge or try to adjust and just keep going out there and embarrassing themselves, like Vince Neil, who just embarrasses himself in concert. He's a slob and he sounds terrible. He's rich and good for him, and we all spend money to go to the stadium to see him, but he doesn't sound great. Some guys like Firehouse, they still sound very good. They, they just do. 
this was interesting because a lot of times people make excuses for why they sound a certain way and, and everything. I'm going to play you a little bit of this from Don Dockin in this interview. I think there's going to be a question in there too, a follow-up. But this is an interesting breakdown of, of why he kind of sounds the way he does now. And I kind of appreciate the Don Dockin honesty here. I see fans like, when I go to kiss up and I have this B-flat above a, like this super soprano note, and I wouldn't hit it, and you see people go, well, hey, hey, you didn't hit the note. I'm like, dude, I've done like 3,000 concerts. You know, it's like a yeah. motor car. It's getting worn out, you know? Well, so, I mean, that's, that's, that's the thing. People people do say that. And get and it's it. funny. Yeah. I mean, and, and a lot of the singers can't do it. I think it's, I always hear, I wish I, I wrote the songs in a lower key. I didn't sing so high. It would be just easier. If I knew, if I knew the band was going to last this long, <laughs> and the songs were going to be played this long, I would I would have gone a little lower in the notes. I've said that many times, you know. You? Yeah. When you're in your 20s, I don't know if we're going to have another record, another hit or anything. I don't know. So here I am just singing up here. So you're a singer. We learned that yesterday. <laughs> we'll use the term lightly. But if you if you sing these songs that in 1987 were way the hell up here. I could never hit some. I mean, that's super high for me. Correct. But if you're someone like Don Dockin who did that, yeah. it is possible to go in and not pitch it down, but you can put it in a different key yeah. to where it doesn't sound ridiculous to try to hit high notes because you're not trying to hit high notes anymore. Correct. And some people might get disappointed by that if they see them in concert. Like, I am understanding of it if people at least acknowledge, like, hey, I know I don't sound like I used to. I'm going to try to adjust so I can still keep performing. Some people try to keep doing the exact same thing they did in 1987, and it sounds terrible, like Motley Crue. Right. So I can respect that. Like, yeah, just give me I a mean, reason. Like, it's, it's 40 years ago that Dawkins on top of the world, you well, know? They can either do that or people could bitch because they replace them and put someone that can sing there that wasn't part of the band that has nothing to do with the songs. And then it's just basically a tribute band yeah. with some members. Yeah. There are people that'll do that. So it's a lose lose. So just go out there, adjust it a little bit. I've never seen Dawkins, but they did play at a rooftop bar right down the road from my house in Houston. So I had heard them a little bit because they bled into my backyard, right? Like, yeah, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I at least acknowledge that I appreciate when people are willing to say, hey, this is why this is happening. I'm doing the best I can. I don't feel like I'm screwing you over. I'm just changing the key a little bit. If you don't like it, tough, but what do you want me to do? It goes you know? more than singers, too, though. I think any musician, as they age, may not be as good as they once were. You know what I mean? So, like... <sighs> How do you how do you handle that part of it? Are you mad at the guitar player because he can't shred like he used to forty years ago? Yeah. Or do you just go see a tribute band and you know and, yeah. and then rip them for that? You're right. Totally. So I thought that was interesting. From Singers Dawkins. take a lot of heat about that, but well, they are but, the focal but, point. Well, it's I mean, like saying it. the quarterback gets too much of the blame while well, he also gets every bit of the praise. You yeah, know what I'm saying? True. Like right. when the team wins, the quarterback gets a one loss record. The offensive lineman doesn't. So right. that's being the front man of a band. Steve Perry's going to get more criticism or praise that Neil Schoen is going to get. That's just how it works. So, But anyway, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, All right. absolutely. Play a little docking for you after that. KSHE HD. G95, Josh in a shoe. Josh and Scotty, glad you're with us today. By the end of this week, by Friday, Netflix will send out their final DVD rental. Did you know that Netflix was still doing DVDs? No. Me neither, but apparently they still have like a million people that subscribe to just the DVD format. I know, right? What are they? Like, they send it to them and then they got to send it back? Or did is you it not, just like, is this, 
Did you never use Netflix before it was digital? No. Oh, God. So Netflix. I remember Redbox. It's essentially the same concept as Redbox, okay. but instead of going to a Walgreens where there's a box outside and you rent Days of Thunder, you rent it like online and then they would send you a little sleeve with the disc in it. You'd watch it. You'd put it back in an envelope and send it back. That was before the internet was really, you know, huge with streaming I and everything. I had no idea that they even ever really? did that. Really? Wow. No. I had a buddy when he started doing that. We could rent anything we wanted. Right. So, this is going to sound lame, but he would rent, you know, like season one, disc one of Dawson's Creek. And then I'd go to his house and we'd watch it and then we'd send it back. You wouldn't, you never you wouldn't rent like Rad or Six Pack or Gleaming the Cube or Pump Up the Volume? Listen, it was his account. We had to do what he wanted to do. <laughs> so Dawson, <laughs> it was. Hey, I like that. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I did, did you, you didn't know that? No, I had no wow. clue. Wow. No clue. Wow. But I had, um, I was, I'm an Apple guy, Mac mm -hmm. guy. Yeah. And I had the Apple TV. So yeah. So you could get a lot of that stuff there and just rent there. And then yeah. you would download them to your hard drive. The old Apple TVs were big hard drives. Yeah. And you would download them and save them. Now it's all streaming. They sure. Don't, you don't download them to the box. Okay. Yeah, but man, we would get that DVD and it'd be like going to Blockbuster, I basically. I get Redbox. Yeah, so you get the concept. Yeah, but I never went online in order to... That's crazy. That's almost like Columbia House. It was. <laughs> it was essentially like that. And that's basically what put Blockbuster out of business. And then Blockbuster tried to do the same thing and it failed. And then Blockbuster could have bought Netflix, I think, for $50 million. And they were like, oh, man, we're not gonna. And then I'm kind of glad they didn't because Netflix has turned into like a huge thing and Blockbuster probably wouldn't have done that with it. Well, maybe. But, I mean, if they bought the same concept, I think eventually it all would have gotten to this point on streaming. I mean, you couldn't just have a brick and mortar Blockbuster forever. Those were dying back when it was VHSs and DVDs. Oh, it was so fun to go up there and just wait for this discs and stuff, though. Like the VHS. Let me tell you, man, when I got a Blockbuster card, like my dad got me one when I was, you know, 14, whatever. It was a big deal to have a Blockbuster card because my dad would just leave me at his apartment most of the time and go out and do whatever he was doing with random women. So I'd say, Josh, <laughs> just walk to Blockbuster. Here's $20. I'd say, all right, dad. <laughs> so I'd walk over to Blockbuster and I'd go in there. Hey, here's my Blockbuster card. And then, God, but the whole thing about Blockbuster was awesome at the time. You'd go on like a Friday. I could, I could never pick a movie because there were thousands. And I'd be like... Do I want to get like Rocky Five, or do I want to get like again? I, and then you know what I'd end up doing is getting the same movie I got last week. I couldn't make decisions in Blockbuster unless I went in there with the explicit or the new the, release that, or I was going in knowing what I wanted. Right. Right. So if I went in there just as a clean slate, blank slate, and said "Let's go," I'd end up renting something I've already seen. But if I went in there thinking like, "Oh, I gotta go get uh, you know American Pie is out," and there's like 400 copies on every shelf and I got to get one. Or if your movie wasn't there, you'd go up to the front and say, hello, sir, can I look in the return box? Hell, sometimes it was a date night. You'd go up there, get a movie, go back, watch it. You'd get the uh, the popcorn that popped into the bucket. Yeah. yeah. Boy. What's that called? The, where it's, well, uh, that, you're thinking of like the Jiffy Pop type Jiffy of thing. Jiffy Pop, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when you put on the stove. Yeah. I'm talking about like it's a popcorn movie theater bucket where the popcorn's oh, at the bottom, bottom and you put it in the microwave <laughs> yep. and it pops up and then you got yourself a movie theater snack in your own home. My parents had one of those popcorn machines. Oh, the awesome. kind that would spit it out of the yeah. thing, like the yellow top yeah, and it would spit all that out no, at you. not even that one. It was oh. like the real deal with oh. the metal thing and the lid would lift up and it would come out the sides. Uh. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. What did you live in a circus? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, actually we did. God. <laughs>
<laughs> I loved going to Blockbuster, though, man. Blockbuster never had the smutty section. Like your local the uh, like little little place of uh, the, the video store might have the smut section behind the curtain, but Blockbuster never had the smut section. No, Fine. they didn't. They they kept it classy. We're above board here at uh, Blockbuster, <laughs> son. That's why they went out of business. <laughs> That's why they didn't sell porn. If they Blockbuster, if you would have sold porn. You'd have made it. You'd be winners. God, I miss Blockbuster. Like, I say I miss Blockbuster. I say that about a lot of things, and then I find a way to purchase the thing I said I missed, and then I'm like, I didn't miss this. <laughs> Hence my Eddie and the Cruisers collection with the <laughs> DVD player that sits on my nightstand thing now. So I wax poetic about Nintendo sometimes. Oh, God, I miss playing Mario 1 and Mario 2, and then the one where he flies. So I bought one of those little tiny I ones that have like too. 30 games on it. I got suckered. And I played for 10 minutes and I'm like, this isn't good. Tecmo Bowl was my game. I Me love too. that game. And that's really why I bought the little Nintendo. It had Tecmo Bowl. My Tecmo Super Bowl. Rice. And you do miss. that. But then I tried it like two or three years ago. I bought it for Jilly for Christmas, I think. It was bad, wasn't it? It wasn't great. I was like, this is no good. The first gaming system I had was a ColecoVision. Do you remember ColecoVision? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. They had like the Smurfs game. and oh, I had the so Pong good. and stuff. My grandpa had Atari. Uh, Atari. Yeah. So I'd play uh, Frogger. Yeah, oh, Frogger's good. Let me ask this Pitfall. a random question. But uh, to the audience here, what is something you wax poetic over and then you have a chance to kind of see it in 2023 vision and you go... I don't really miss that. Like, I thought I missed VHS tapes, right? So then I bought a VCR and played them. I'm like, I don't want to have to rewind this. This is stupid. Like, I can literally watch this on a system at home. I don't and need to get them and boom, you're right yeah, there. Yeah, I don't need this. I felt the same way about cassette, like audio cassettes. I was like, damn, I miss these. Then I got them. Like, I don't. I, I, I'm happy <laughs> with what I have. <laughs> so if you want to get in, get in. Things that you wax poetic about, but then realize... It actually kind of sucked, and you're better off with 2023. You can get in. We'll get to your phone calls. Josh Ennis Show and Scorpions on Casey. Casey 95, Josh Ennis. No one like you. I can't wait. All right, let's get to the phones on this. Things that um, you look back on fondly and say, boy, I missed that, and then realize that it's Totally worthless in this era. Yeah, and I brought up Nintendo, yeah, right? Like that's a good one. Because I, bought, I was so hyped when that was coming me out. Me too. I bought it for Jilly for Christmas and it had just come out. So at that time, it's probably now like ten bucks, but when it came out, I think it was a couple hundred bucks, 150, something like that. Hell, you had to wait outside to find some place that had them. And then they were just gone. We got it and she played Mario like once. She's like, I miss playing Mario. I said, oh, well, let's get it. <laughs> And then I tried, and I'm like, I can't. This is Tyson's no good. punch out. Oh, God. But yeah. now you look back, and those are so sterile. And, I mean, you look at the graphics now, and oh, it's just it's terrible. Stupid. Yeah. But that's like that. I mean, we all wax poetic, just like we did about Blockbuster. We all wax poetic about Friday night as a kid. Dad says, hurry the hell up. We're going to Blockbuster. Pick one movie. Pick one movie. And, like, half an hour later, your dad's like, just pick a damn movie. I'm like, I don't know, Dad. I've seen Rocky five 700 times, but I want to see it again. Everybody lived that life. Tickets. Oh, you know, it's a good example. So, and I want to say that Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers brought this up. Said that uh, he misses tickets to concerts because he's got a flip phone. So all these digital, like, barcodes yeah, yeah, he yeah. can't use. I hope people miss the ticket. Honest to God, though, I truly do miss the ticket. Oh, absolutely. And, and like, there's, there is uh, what you would call a glitch in the matrix at times when it comes to these new tickets. Because what if there's no internet? If there's so many people in your area to, at a game or a concert that it, you have no service, then what happens? Like, there are flaws in this. 
There's never a flaw with a printed ticket. You put that bad boy in a lanyard, show it around like you're Wayne and Garth. All right, let's see here. Casey, hello. Oh, not much. Just cruising home. I didn't Sweet. ask. Uh, real to real. See, the thing about real to real, I grew up in radio stations, but even by that point, real to real was kind of fading out anyway. But I'd watch my yeah. dad edit stuff on a real to real, and I was blown away by the skill it seemed to take to edit these things because like now you can edit a whole movie on your phone in five seconds and it's easy back in 1992 people are still using reel to reel for practical reasons and i'm blown away by the skill that was required to do it yeah i don't know how many reel to reels i still got in a box <laughs> Every now and then you'll go to a radio station and still see those. When I worked in Nashville, yeah. there was a studio there, and it was a relic. It had uh, the um, the basically what was an 8-track player, but it was a cart player. It had record players, and it had reel-to-reels. And I thought to myself, wow, this job I do now used to actually be a skill. Now I hit one button, and, boom, and even there. Scott can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. Dick. He's always taking it. Well, he is. But really, this is truly the easiest job. Like, everything is done for you. You just hit a button. Back in the day, if you were a disc jockey, imagine a world where you had to queue up records and then make sure you didn't hit the table when the record was playing. And if you wanted to have a 17-minute poop like Scott, you had to plan out the music to go have a 17-minute poop. <laughs> I just played Alice's Restaurant. Yeah, I gotta that. go. Sorry, guys. If When they heard Alice's Restaurant, they knew that Scott was pooping. <laughs> I was busy. Uh, and I got a Davidas on, guys. <laughs> no, I would get nervous. Like, like the days that you weren't here, that first day I came in, it was like, I'm looking at this, and then when I start doing it, I'm like, oh, well, this isn't yeah, really... it all bad. does it yeah. for you. Yeah, it's pretty But, you slick. know, even 15, 20 years ago, that wasn't the case. No. Uh, but Real to Real is a good example of that one. All right, so things that you look back on fondly while well, we were talking about Blockbuster and Netflix and all that, and now you look at it now and go, actually, things are a whole lot better now than they were. Like, I used to love VHS tapes. Put one in one day, I'm like, this is grainy and terrible, and I hate it. Do you still like going to a movie theater? Yes. Okay, see, I do too, and there's people that don't. They just wait for it to come out, and they watch it at home. Well, the argument would be that you've it's cheaper to stay home. You build yeah. yourself a nice entertainment system. You get a big TV. You can get an 80-inch TV for like $10 now. So, <laughs> like you put 50-ish. Depends. Are you going to Walmart or Target? Sam's, baby. But then on Sam's, you got a, a, a basically a movie theater screen for $100. <laughs> so you put that up there. You get big, comfortable chairs. But to me, there's still an experience in going to the films. Yeah, you know, I'd like I, to get a popcorn, a soda pop, sit there. And movies are a whole lot funnier when there's a hundred other people around you laughing at stuff. Yeah. Comedies are not as funny when you see them for the first time with two people. It doesn't work that way. Go back to the late 90s and you'd go see a Rush Hour or like, you know, one of these kind of comedies, uh, 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 something about Mary. And when you're in a, uh, an auditorium with a hundred other people and they're all laughing their asses off, it's contagious and the movie becomes funnier. I saw Dazed and Confused like 12 times in the theater with the same guy. I saw my one of my favorite movies of all time is Wedding Crashers. Me and my buddy saw that thing probably seven times. <laughs> and same with Superbad. So Superbad is also one of my favorite comedies of all movie. time. I don't think I ever saw that in the movies, though. I, dude, I saw it 14 times in the movies. Like, if what we heard one buddy didn't see it, well, come on, we're going to see Superbad <laughs> Let's go again. See Superbad. It wouldn't have the same impact if you were doing it at home. So right. I will never get over going to the movie theaters. I yeah, love, I love them. it, too. But now so few people seem to go that it's like you're by yourself a lot of times. Yeah. There's like two people, and you're like, well, this isn't the same. Unless it's Barbie. All right. Uh, that, <laughs> yes. 
All right, I'll get some more of your phone calls on this. Super Tramp. Now it's goodbye, stranger. G95, goodbye, stranger. Josh and Scott. So with this blockbuster, really not a blockbuster conversation, with a Netflix conversation. They're going to be uh, done shipping out DVDs at the end of the week. I didn't know they were still doing that. Scott didn't know they ever did it. I didn't know they ever did it. But people are talking about uh, things from the past that you look back on so fondly and then revisit them in 2023, and you're like, eh, that wasn't so great. I think we're better off. Hello, Casey. Hey, Josh. What's up? Okay. What Has anybody said cassette tapes? Hey, you just did. Yes, so we're talking about, now, are you talking about audio cassettes or VHSs? Uh, audio cassettes. Dude, I used to live my life with those. Before people started burning CDs, uh, yep. you go in, you make your own mixtape, you listen to the radio station, you wait for your song, and you hit play and record. Yep. And you'd usually Same miss thing. the beginning of the song because you'd hear it starting to go, well, damn it! And then you'd hit play and well, record. Well, and that's the thing, and like, you try to time it out, and it's just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, those I, I used to love cassettes. That's how I started doing radio stuff. Like all my demos and everything would be on cassettes. And like a real narcissist, I would have them on cassette. I'd put it in the cassette deck of my truck when I was in high school, and I would just listen to myself over and over. <laughs> well, and that's the crazy thing. Like I said, because I used to collect them like all the time too. And like here recently, I've been trying to listen to like cassettes in the garage, and I got a cassette player, and it's just like, man, I got to rewind this damn thing. Or worst case scenario is that the machine would eat the tape, so you'd either have to take it out and it would rip and it's ruined, or it unspools still usable so you get out a pencil or something and you'd have to turn yeah. left for like an hour to get it all back in. It's, it's too much thinking. But now I'm kind of missing it. Now that you brought it up, now I want to I just re-spool a tape just to do it. Well, well, they're fun. I did it two, about two days ago. It was a rigor mortis tape. Oh, okay. All right. What's a rigor mortis? I think it's at the band. I guess so. I guess I should know that. Maybe that or a dead person did it for him. Maybe something. Took his stiff ah. finger and just put the tape on it. He retaped a mummy. <laughs> he wrapped a mummy. Now we know. <laughs> With the heat is on. <laughs> <All right. laughs> We're dumb. <laughs> You're just figuring this out. Alice Cooper, it's Poison on KG95. KG95, Josh and a show, Josh and Scotty. Today would have been Meatloaf's birthday. He died, what, a couple years. I think he was a, I don't know that he was an actual Rona casualty, but he died in the midst of the Rona. He died, well, last year, I guess, so maybe not. He also had a couple of heart attacks in his life, one of which happened on stage. Damn. Yeah, no. I mean, I think that's kind of a neat way to go, honestly. Like just, yeah, I mean, but he didn't go. Love, right? Yeah, but he didn't go. Uh, he was 76 when he died. Of course, uh, Bad Out of Hell, that first Meatloaf album, sold like a billion copies. Then he was still relatively big overseas, but in America, never really bounced back until a song called I Would Do Anything for Love, But I Won't Do That, which is an epic song that is awesome. Uh, but as you know, we are uh, big meatloaf people on the Josh and the show. Well, you are. You don't like meatloaf? I like meatloaf. I mean, I'm like, like crazy. Like, look, I'm I'm being fraudulent in a way. My I'm wife like, likes them. I'm like big on three meatloaf songs. So does okay. that really make me big on meatloaf? Not really. I mean, I like the food. Different thing. Um, that's <laughs> fine. But speaking of, do With you catch up? Do you does your meatloaf need to have like onions and stuff in the meat to make it good? It doesn't have to, but it, I think it helps. I, I, it just weirds me out. If there's anything green or oniony, I need the meat to just be meat and ketchup on top of it. I'm very simple. I'm a child. 
So just beef and ketchup. Beef and ketchup. So basically a burger loaf. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's how Daddy likes it. <laughs> With a little mashed potatoes underneath. Oh, yeah. That's how you get, and maybe some green beans. Or you could just do the no ketchup and do a little gravy with some mashed potatoes. You could potatoes if, and if, if you're a monster and you don't like ketchup, <laughs> then you could. I'm not telling you you can't. Oh, I love ketchup. Uh, right. Dude, I'm a ketchup connoisseur. Are you? Yeah, I love ketchup. The green ketchup I can't do. Well, the good news is I don't think it exists anymore. I know. Thank because God they got rid of that. We... we we marched in protest, <laughs> and we made sure it didn't the happen. We can control and change. Gotcha. I think I got this queued up right here. How about we hear? I got vinyl meatloaf. All it right. took me forever to find it, but I finally found vinyl meatloaf. And now, anytime I can play it, I will. Let's get uh, two out of three. Ain't bad. Make sure I got it queued up right there. Hit the button. Let's see if we're there. I think you are. Oh there yeah! I'm gonna go cry in the corner now. <laughs> vinyl meatloaf. Fold me. On KC95. The KC Wheel Rock Army. All right, the newest inductee is John Bowd. Bood, B O U D, from Cottage Hills, Illinois. Of course, the Real Rock Army is brought to you by Seavers Equipment and Seavers JCB. John likes the music that Casey plays because it's awesome. Like two out of three ain't bad by Meatloaf. That was an that editorial was on his list. That was an editorial move on my part. <laughs> I decided to add that. John says that Casey DJs are the best and always entertaining. That's debatable because we're here. Uh, John works at Worldwide Technology in Edwardsville, and his daily routine is to make everyone at work listen to Casey. And they did until that asshat Josh Ennis came about. Now they punched me in the penis and said, you're fired. That's not true. He's 30 and just bought a house. Braggart. Jeez, I'm 37. I never owned a damn thing. And the only things I've owned have been repossessed. Yeah, I, don't, I don't like John Bowd. I'm you're, you know dishonorably discharged for bragging about things that I can't have. But anyway, welcome in. His hobbies include video games, taking naps, and making jerky. Oh, that's a hella hobby. I love that. That's a good hobby to have. I, wait, I bet you it's good, too. Killer Any huh? jerky's good. I like jerky. I also am a bit dyslexic, so I kind of read that in a weird way, and I saw jerky first, and I didn't know what it was going to say. But uh, it was making jerky. So there you go. All right, welcome in, John. How about Ozzy? Boy, that's a good song. There he is. He wants to tour again, so maybe that'll happen. Wants to make a new album. Might happen, might not. But enjoy this one here. KG95. Hello. Is this Josh? Yeah, what's up? Man, I don't, I'm going to try and hold my temper. But don't be bashing uh, all of our good stars here in St. Louis. You're talking bad about Adam Rainwright. Yeah. No, no, no. Don't do that shit. St. Louis. I don't know where you come from, but we all appreciate all the people that the sports does great for St. Louis. Is it possible? Hey, look, I do no. too. I never said I didn't. Well, uh, it sounds like to me you're bashing. I you're am. About I'm passionate because I think he's had a completely self-serving season. That's all. And what did he do for the Cardinals for the last 10 years? 
I, he's oh, been yeah. fine. He's been fine, but it's possible that someone falls off a cliff and then goes on a little farewell tour like he's doing right now and is being oh, completely yeah. self-serving. That's self-serving, but he deserves it, too. That's fine, but don't lie to me if you're the Cardinals no, and tell I'm me this. Not, not you. you. Not you. He is. Because he's telling me oh. and everybody else he's out here trying to win games for the team and then literally quit right after he got his 200th win. He's a liar. How many more games he got? None. One, two? He's not. Boy, he said he ain't throwing. That, so, no. I don't accept that. Exactly. I do not accept that. He's full of shit. I don't accept it. Well, that's bull you're doing this. I'm sorry to say that. So I'm not allowed to be critical of somebody. You're you're losing listeners too. I'm, I'm stop listening to your show. Fine. Don't listen. Like I'm so tired of like talking with dopey people. Like if you don't want to listen, don't listen, man. I have thoughts on things. I like when people call though. I don't know where you're from. Like what does it matter? Where I'm from? From Poplar Bluff, Missouri. I grew up watching the Cardinals and loving the Cardinals, and I do love the Cardinals. But if you don't want to listen, don't listen. Like, I'm just, I'm tired of people. I hate people who spend their days telling you what they're not going to do when they're obviously doing it. You don't want to listen? Don't listen. I'm tired of pussyfooting around and, like, him hawing around. But I sure hope you stick around. If you don't want to listen, don't listen. Go listen to something else. That's all. It's pretty simple. Like, I don't know, man. People are, uh, listen, and I don't care if you don't like me. You're allowed to not like me. Fine. Like, Truly, rock on. Do what you want to do. Don't waste your time calling a radio station to say, I ain't listening no more than don't. Just like, listen, I'm a person with thoughts. I'm not like a drone here, like a mindless drone of a radio disc jockey that hits a button and a song plays. And I say, that was, this is. I have thoughts on things. I have a passion for doing this. And my passion isn't, that was, this is. Blah, blah, blah. That's not what I do. I have thoughts on things. You all right over there? You good? Oh, yeah. I'm just, just I'm just letting you get it out. Well, thank you. Let me answer some <laughs> I'm letting you take your dump. <laughs> KG95. KG95. Apparently, uh, Adam Wainwright was on MLB Network today, and he was talking about his new album that's coming out. So some of the details about it. Uh, he's uh, working with Nashville Hall of Famer Gary Baker. Oh, oh so. yeah, Gary. And... Uh, it's an album about stuff that happened to me growing up in the South and growing up without a dad. So, huh. can't wait. That. that sounds like a real uplifting and fun after-game concert that we're going to get. Of course, Adam Wainwright's not going to pitch because he's selfless, and he decided that now that he's got 200 wins, he's going to save us all from having to watch him pitch. So, actually, he is kind of thoughtful. <laughs> but I, what I find funny about that whole thing is, so the whole idea is that Adam Wainwright is this selfless baseball player that's team first. Yet every fifth day during the season when he was getting blown up, he kept going out there. He never acknowledged, like, hey, I'm hurting the team a little bit. Now he starts pitching a little bit better and gets to 200 wins, and he's like, guys, as it turns out, I just my arm just don't got it no more, boys. I'm not going to be able to do this. Like, oh, yeah. You decide to quit on the team once you hit your dumb goal that you had uh, set for yourself. So congratulations. Real team guy you are, Adam Wainwright. For whatever reason, this year's just made me dislike him. Probably a good guy. I've never met him. I guess technically I have. Obviously a decent dude. Seems like a nice family guy. And maybe in five years I'll think differently. But this entire self-serving, flagellating year of Adam Wainwright has really, really annoyed me. And I know I'm not alone. I know a lot of dweebs on the internet are like, oh, all the feels, I'm crying. 
know what makes me cry is that we have a horrible baseball team that's one of the worst in baseball, and we're over here concerned about some hillbilly in his country album. That's what bothers me. I know that nobody cares about my feelings. <laughs> I was thinking about that with Kansas City. I'm like, at least they're winning. You know, the whole Travis Kelsey Swift yeah. thing that's taken, you know, all oh, this Oh, yeah, attention. imagine if they just they hadn't been good for the last, you know, eight years or whatever it's been. And that, um, you know, you were just dealing with this annoying. Now, again, I have nothing against Adam Wainwright on a personal level. And like, a lot of times people come at me with, the, that guy's did so much for this city and blah, blah, blah. That's all true. Two things can be true. He could have been a great player for 20 years and done great things in one World Series. And this whole thing can be a completely self-serving sham. And that's what this year has been for Adam Wainwright. Like, the dude literally quit pitching. He sucked for most of the year. Quit pitching after he hit his goal and now make it to bat in the last series of the year. And then play a concert of his music about what it was like uh, being down the South as a boy. Like, oh, like every country thing ever? <laughs> like, congrats. Yeah, I just went to the crappy country music handbook and uh, threw a dart against the wall. And I'm like, oh, we're going to write about how I grew up in the South. Like, cool. That's what every country song is about. Pretty much. Congrats. You've you've done it, Florida Georgia line. You rule. <laughs> Bring them out of the woodwork. There you are. Just go ahead. I'm doing a collab. <laughs> Who is this Gary Baker character? Who is this Gary character? Gary. <laughs> um, this person... Who left a message for Marty, though he was not happy about my thoughts on this Adam Wayne, right? I've been listening uh, to uh, Casey since 1968. I am so fed up with your asshat afternoon people going after Adam Wainwright. The guy has been nothing but a treasure to the team and to St. Louis, and they do nothing but but diss him on a regular basis. If you guys continue to let this go on, you're going to lose a listener from 1968 on. All right? How freaking ridiculous. These guys don't have a clue what what it means to be respectful and or someone that actually cares about people. They're a bunch of asshats. Get rid of them or scale them back or you just lost a listener. F*** you. Bye. These guys have no idea what it's like to be respectful. Well, hold on, sorry. Respectful and then F you. These guys have no idea what it's like to be respectful, respectable or care about people. And when I sis into KC95, I want respectable people. So go F yourself and die. Thank you. <laughs> It's funny, the more you let them talk, they just... <laughs> as, the vocal stylings of Scott Gherkin as Eric Clapton. Here we go. The season was a shame. Your ERA was 11.
That moved me, Scott. <laughs> well, I just want you. you to know that you moved me. With I put that. a lot of passion into that. I worked with uh, Gary Baker down in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> I really want him to pull the vocal essence of my voice <laughs> and my troubles as a child. <laughs> oh, man. Your life was kind of a country song. <laughs> yeah. so, it really, it really was. You, I mean. you lived a country song. <laughs> Adam Wainwright's like, no, I'll top it, friend. <laughs> he probably will. Let's see, what, let's see what songs Gary Baker has written and so we can get an idea of what kind of songs we're going to hear from, um, from Adam Wainwright. Just so everybody knows, if you got money, you can hire any producer you want. <laughs> So it says Gary Baker has written songs for John Michael Montgomery, Alabama, and others. Oh. He's been uh, writing with his songwriting partner, Frank J. Meyer, since 1988, both having played in Marie Osmond's band. Hmm. So I guess that he's going to sing Meet Me in Montana. So that's good. <laughs> uh, Baker and Meyer's most successful song was I Swear, recorded by All for One and John Michael Montgomery. They also wrote the hit I'm Already There for Lone Star. Which isn't, I mean, it's a sappy, sappy, sappy song. So, who knows? Maybe Adam Wainwright will get into the sappy song business. Three sappers, here they come. Here they come, guys. You're going to be really uplifted on Saturday when you go to a Sunday, whenever that concert is. It ain't going to top Tears in Baseball Heaven. No, Tears in Baseball Heaven should be like in the Smithsonian. <laughs> It should be right next to Archie Bunker's chair. <laughs> and and the ruby slippers from the Wizard of Oz. And to the guy that called in, they're just not able to reel us in. They can't. I mean, Listen, now I just want to be loose. Now, like, I thought I was being normal yesterday. Now I want to be abnormal just to piss this guy off. Sorry. It's just what I do. Everyone takes everything so seriously. I got to see what else these guys have written. Let's see. Discography. Here, do the traffic. I'll look. All right. Casey Traffic brought to you by Chuck's Boots, your locally owned boot store, work western hiking, biker, and fashion. Stop by one of their stores in Fenton or St. Peter's or now online at chucksboots.com. Stall vehicle 270 South past Page Avenue has the right lane closed. And a stall vehicle on 64 East past Lindbergh Boulevard has the right lane closed there as well. KC Weather brought to you by Air Comfort Service, heating, cooling, and insulation. Time to schedule your heating system check to be ready for cooler fall weather. Visit aircomfortservice.com. That's aircomfortservice.com. Current temperature is 81 degrees. Uh, partly cloudy skies, scattered storms possible east of St. Louis with a low of 63 overnight. High tomorrow, 84 and sunny. Thursday is looking to be quite grand. Josh. Well, the biggest song they wrote was I Swear. John Michael Montgomery did that. Uh, let's see. Once Upon a Lifetime by Alabama. That's an okay song. Uh, Tracy Lawrence Living in Black and White. I Cross My... Oh, I thought it was I Cross My Heart. The one by George Strait. No, it's by the band All for One. Who cares? And then Tanya Tucker he wrote a song for. Tanya Tucker. Some called Wings by Tanya Tucker. You know, she went to the Cobb Factory last year. Did she? Yeah, she came through town and they brought the tour bus up there and went through the haunted house. I hope that happens she, on Friday. She's a big haunted house connoisseur, apparently. Right. I hope that some other, like, 70s country star comes up there. Like, <laughs> maybe we will come up. Right, here's Don Williams at the Haunted House. <laughs> I think he's dead, so that's probably wrong. I think most of here's them are dead. Gary Baker. Ladies and gentlemen, Gary Baker will be featured at the Cobb Factory on Friday. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. It's just never going to stop. No, no, not as long as I'm alive. <laughs> the John. Hey, what's up, Josh? How are, how are you? That dude, that dude was a Yahoo, wasn't he? 
Like, it's just it's fascinating to me that if you're critical of some aspect of somebody, then you must hate them and hate the city and hate all the teams and you're a horrible person. <laughs> These people have the most flawed, ridiculous logic ever. It's like, hey, maybe you like Pink Floyd. Is there not one song of Pink Floyd you don't like? Like, like are you right, supposed to I blow everybody you. over? So like, come on. But I wanted to ask, uh, I heard the rock and roll um, news today. Yep. How about playing voices from Marty Ballon? Marty Ballon's solid. Let me see if we even have that. I didn't listen to it. What happened to Marty Ballon? Did, I mean, he's dead. Did he die again? Like, what, <laughs> like, did he come back and then die again? What happened to Marty Ballon? No, is Marty Ballon dead? Maybe I'm wrong. KC95, hello. Hey, man, I'm going to talk to Josh if I can. This is Josh. Josh, what's going on, man? My name's Tom. I was on my way home from work, and I heard that douchebag call in about... Uh, you know, your comments on Adam Wainwright. Yep. And you know who that guy sounded like? He, he sounded like a dubbed up drunk a Bart Inman. <laughs> uh, no, but you know what? Uh, I bet Bart Inman has better taste in radio than that guy. That's what I think. Bart with a B and Inman with an I. <laughs> with an I. Josh Ennis show. He loves it. Josh with a J, Ennis with an I. <laughs> KC95, hello. Hello, how are you doing? This is Richard Head from Granite City, Josh. What's happening, man? Hey, I want to tell you, you keep doing what you're doing. Don't worry about the uh, people that got their head up their A. And just keep on rocking KC. Don't worry about them bastards. That's what I'm saying. I want to tell you guys something. I mean this in a completely modest way. This radio show is a gift to St. Louis. And at some point, you have to appreciate that. <laughs> you have to accept it. I mean that in the most modest way possible. In an Adam Wainwright way, like, hey, I'm all about the team, but come out to my post-game concert. Did you hear we got music from Gary Baker that I'll be playing? Hey, I quit right after I hit my goal. Team Adam. KC95, hello. Hey, I was just calling up. If you should uh, try to set up a, a situation where uh, Mr. Wainwright is on your show. I would. Look, I have it's, nothing it's against him. Sweet. And like, here's the Man. thing. I have nothing against the guy. I told you one of the coolest moments I've ever had was when I was in the clubhouse in Houston when they clinched the wild card in 2011. Adam Wainwright looked at me and my two buddies and said, these guys are too dry. And he took a Bud Select and shook it up and shot it all at us. And I was like taking it like it was a porn scene. It's like, yes, I like the guy. I appreciate everything he's done. I'm annoyed by people who can't acknowledge that what we're seeing is an extremely self-serving thing and nobody will call it out. That's my issue. Not the sports radio dweebs, not the local news dweebs. Nobody out there will at least say, hey, can we stop stroking the guy for five minutes and acknowledge that this is a 100% self-serving entire season of baseball? That's all I'm looking for. But oh, I'm the bad guy. Just because everybody else is charm and soft and I'm giving you legit opinions doesn't make me wrong. I'm on fire. KC95, hello. Josh here. Yo, what's up? Hey, Josh. You know, with the whole, and some people could say controversial, you know, if you're voicing your opinion, rather than do that. You know, I'm not going to say that I do or don't agree. Uh, I enjoy listening. You know what I mean? And it's, that's what it's about. We want to hear what you got to say. If others don't, I like what you said. Don't listen. Put on You know, go back to whatever, but myself, um, you know, long-time listener. You know, keep telling us what I, I like other people's opinions. I like that you're bringing to light what others might do because I have to open my eyes and watch what I do. So anyway, love the show, bro. Keep it up. Don't stop. Love you. Bye. Thank you. I love you.
I love you more. A lot of love in that call. There was. I appreciate that. I feel warm inside. You might beat your pants. I, I might. I have to go to the bathroom. I got to clean up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Almonds, K-Shake. Also, good news. We have confirmed that Marty Ballin is dead. So. <laughs> is that good news? I don't know that it's good news that he's dead. But it's good news that uh, we have confirmed that he is dead. K-S-H-E News. Marty Ballin is dead. All right. So we have confirmed this. Good Fair news. enough. All right. <laughs> what was that one Marty Ballin song? Was pretty, Hearts? So that's a pretty good Marty Ballin jam. What band was he in? Jefferson Airplane? Is that who Marty Ballin was? Uh, yeah, I think yeah, he, he was. Jeff. He was in the old airplane. Old Marty Ballin. That's that kind of good stuff you'll hear on there with the U Man. I think. Oh, Sunday mornings with the U Man. They don't even. I don't even see any Marty Ballin in the system. That's no good. Maybe there is, and I'm just seeing. I'm not looking at it wrong. But spelling it correctly. I mean, it's Marty, and then it's <laughs> Ballin. Now, mind you. There's only one L in Ballin, not two. Well, now let me try that. Hold on. Oh, Marty Ballin. Yeah, we don't have any Marty Ballin. I'll be darned. Marty. Nope, no Marty Ballin. So not only is he dead in real life, it appears that he's dead to the people who program music on KC95. He's dead to the other Marty. <laughs> they don't get along. No. So he said, hey, watch this. I'm Marty 1, and I will take you out, Marty 2. <laughs> the tale of two Martys. Do the traffic. I'm going to see if we have a Marty Balance CD. All right. Casey Traffic brought to you by Chuck's Boots, your locally owned boot store, Work Western Hiking, Biker, and Fashion. Stop by one of those stores in Fenton or St. Peter's or online at chucksboots.com. No traffic updates to report currently. Casey Weather brought to you by Air Comfort Service, heating, cooling, and insulation. Time to get that heating system check before the uh, cooler fall temperatures arrive. Visit aircomfortservice.com. That's aircomfortservice.com. Current temperature 81 degrees. Partly cloudy sky scattered storms possible. Just east of St. Louis tonight with a low of 63. Uh, high tomorrow, 84 and sunny. It should be marvelous. So enjoy the day. So we do not have a Marty Ballin CD, but we do have someone named Russ Ballad, whoever he is. I'm sure that's pissed someone off. It's like, you don't know who Russ Ballad is? <laughs> I don't. But we have his CD over there. Gary Baker produces. <laughs> I got Nashville Hall of Famer Gary Baker on this. But anyway. But yeah. So no Marty Ballad. So if anybody wants to hear any Marty Ballad, I told you I'm fresh out. No more Marty Ballad. He's on backwards. Someone called earlier and said, hey, could you play Marty Ballad? I said, listen, I would. I care about you and like you, but I can't. We don't have it. And then he said, F you, and hung up. He said, why don't you go to YouTube and play it? And I said, okay, I can play a little bit. <laughs> this is a pretty solid banger, though, man. This is called Hearts. Marty Ballin. I hear this one on the Yacht Rock channel sometimes. Maybe this should play in Soft Rocktober on the Arch. Marty Ballin. Soft Rocktober. Bum, 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 bum. Tell me this isn't hip. Here it comes. Is everything all right? Tell me you can't hear that on with the U-Man on a Sunday morning. Just got out of bed, scratching your balls, about to go take a leak. Turn on Keishi and the U-Man with his velvety tones telling you about Marty Ballin. Like I'm thinking about making a drive to McDonald's to get a Mac I really muffin. Can't <laughs> I'm here 
I was going to go to Chick-fil-A, but the damn place is closed. It's Sunday. Jesus and all. There you go. You asked for Marty Ballon, you got Marty Ballon. And now you get commercials. You didn't ask for them, but you have to have them. You're going to get them. It's like your vitamins. You got to eat your peas. That's commercials. Oh, yeah. I love the money, man. Two tickets to paradise. Can I tell you something that I find humorous, Scott? Would you mind? So I was reading uh, a... <laughs> yeah. Don't you dare. <laughs> so, How dare you? So I just read... Uh, this is a couple days ago, but... So Keith Richards, he of uh, the Rolling Stones, he of immortal life, yeah, he of uh, listen, he will never die, eternity. Um, he, they, for some reason, they were talking with him about pop music, and he said pop music has always been rubbish, and that's the point of it. He says rubbish. Now, I appreciate that sentiment, but they're about to put out a song with Lady Gaga. Yeah, like. And also, I don't know if you guys have heard their most recent release, Angry Kids. It's a pop song. So, okay. Let's be a hypocrite today there, Keith. Okay, okay. G95, like you do. Ario Speedwagon. The wagon. Ario, however you want to put it. By any other name, it's still Mom Rock. All right, so um, I didn't realize that you got pelleted with uh, hail last night, huh? Yeah. Yeah. How, like, so in my neighborhood, it was about, I don't know, I was laying in bed. I'd just fallen asleep, 11, some 11.30, and I started hearing just tit, tit, tit. And I'd say it was about pea-sized hail. I went out to the back, and I'm looking, and we're getting pelted. Didn't last long. It was only five minutes, yeah. if that. What was your situation? Uh, so it happened early evening yesterday, uh, right after dark, I guess. And it was like a little bigger than pea size, and it didn't last very long like that. But then the, there was another storm that came through. So I'm on 70, at, you know, Winsville. I'm on the south side. Yes. The north side apparently got, I mean, bombed like golf ball size. Yeah. So they were getting, I mean, they got nailed. So I went out today, and my car, I mean, the cars were fine. We park, all our cars are outside. We don't have a garage. Yeah. We turned our garage into like a great room and all that. So. Uh, the cars looked fine, so I'm thinking, yeah, the roof's probably fine, but we got a guy looking at the roof, and he said the house does have damage. The roof does, which they always say. Well, let's sue Mother but, Nature. I know. So we had him look at my parents' house and then the shop down there as well, and they said that they all could be, you know, you know what this possibly passed. For some see. of us, is that this could be hail damage sale at a car dealership. Oh, it could be. Yeah. Uh, Jelly needs a new new whip. As it were, so <laughs> this could be the opportunity. We got to look for one of those hail damage sales. Do they that sell they have. a lot cheaper when they do the hail damage? I don't damage? know how much cheaper it is, but I, I know I've heard that when the cars have hail damage, you can't sell them. I don't think you can sell them as a new car at that point. Maybe someone who's in the auto industry could help us out here. Yeah, but, help us figure that but out. But I do believe that there is a sale. They ha they discount cars if they take like a pretty good beating from some hail or something weather related. And I'm not opposed to that because my washer and dryer. Whole hell of a lot of dents in them, but they were a lot cheaper than you bought them for looking all <laughs> like pretty. Like a scratch and dent? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I went over to one of those places. I think it was called Happy's. 
and uh, went in Fenton. And I needed to get a washer and dryer. Brand new washer and dryer. The only problem is, like, they big were scratch. dented in a couple, put a big scratch across the top. And I got them for, you know, hundreds of dollars cheaper than I would have if I bought them over at Lowe's looking all pretty-like. Yeah, so. you end up spending three grand on a washer-dryer yeah. set. Maybe more. Yeah, and this one I got, I think each part of it was like 500 bucks, which wasn't bad considering that I think at Lowe's they were each 800 Maybe so. we can uh, we can trade out some hail-damaged vehicles and just test them for their mechanical capabilities. Yeah, for months. At a time. And we'll swap it out for another hail Every, damage. you know, 4,000, 5,000 miles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're easy. I yeah. mean, I know. So speaking of things like that, so um, so Happy is this appliance place in Fenton. There's a couple of them. Everything there's really cheap. They do mattresses, fridges, uh, like appliances, <laughs> right? The mattresses have like stains on them. Well, here's why I brought this up. I don't know what makes them cheaper there. If there's like, I think they're just slightly irregular, or somebody was murdered on them. I don't know. <laughs> there's a pee under the middle, <laughs> right there, right in the I middle. I can feel it, right? It feels like I got a nail stuck in it. <laughs> Can't get it out. <laughs> but so we bought this mattress because it was really cheap over there. It was a memory foam mattress okay. from this. It, the brand is Novaform, okay. which apparently is an exclusive brand to Costco. But they had it here because I guess it's slightly irregular. I guess that's how it works. I forgot exactly the process. So we bought it because it was cheap and bought that a couple months ago. Well, I see yesterday that this specific brand of mattress that sold only at Costco is now being uh, recalled because it might have mold because they got wet at one point. Oh. And I don't know if this is the mattress we have or not. So I'm looking for the tag to see if the numbers match up. I haven't been, I, like, I might have ripped the tag off. You tore the mattress tag? I think I did. You're turning yourself into the mattress police. I just did. I mean. And so now I have no idea if I'm sleeping on a moldy mattress or not. I'm concerned. And I can't, like, go back to Costco because I didn't buy it at Costco. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. So I can't say, hey, because, dude. I want to say the number was 48,000 of these have been recalled. Holy cow. So, I mean, the odds That's have to be good that my mattress has mold on it. I'm probably sleeping on death. That's why your hands feel funny. You could be your it. liver you enzymes. Yep. That's this why is like a house episode. <laughs> I went to your house and I found mold on your mattress. As it turns out. <laughs> Do you have a Vicodin? <laughs> I used to love watching that. But it's like the same thing every time. The end of it, he comes up with this miraculous yes. discovery of, oh, you have a... Uh, <laughs> You have a splinter in your rear end that's called uh, myocarditis. Well, now we have it. Yeah, no. So who knows? I might be dying from this mattress. That so could be it. I got to find out, but I got to see if there's a tag, but I'm fairly certain I ripped it off. <laughs> there are no tags on these mattresses. I'm her, I'm her cousin, man. Come on. <laughs> Fletch. <laughs> Oh, you say he's out of town. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let me take a call. I see what this person is. <laughs> Hello, Casey. Yeah, uh, one of your sponsors that, uh, could help you out with that hail damaged car, Shicker Ford and Union. They sponsor uh, Vinyl Exam and talk to Mark Close. They're friends and everything. Well, do they have hail damaged vehicles? They might. It probably. Yes, yes. I think that's right why now. I heard it initially was a Mark doing a spot for Shicker Ford, and that's where I ever heard of the idea of yeah, hail damaged vehicles. I don't know if they oh, got yeah, hail last time. They got some have hail, some don't. But blah, they might blah, still blah. have some from the last time there was hail. There we go. Well, thank you, sir. And now I'm in. This is great. Shicker. Shicker Ford. That's where I got my truck. Well, there you go. Well, the one here, not the one here. Maybe they'll have a dent. And guess what? Yours is already dented. So <laughs> and that's not from hail. That's from stupidity. Casey95, hello. Yeah, Scott. Hey, hey buddy. How you guys doing? You guys rock me hard, man. Thanks. Hey, um, 
I, I don't understand the mattress tag thing. Would you explain it to me? I'm a fairly intelligent person, but I'm not a smart man. But why can't you rip your tag off, Josh? I've never known that. That I like. I know. I don't know why it's a thing. It's like a there's like a warning or something oh, yeah. on the tag that says you're not supposed to do that by federal law or yeah. something. Well, come like at a, me, government. Let's go. <laughs> come at me, FBI. I'm from the mattress. Let me say, I also no pirated tag. videos. <laughs> So, come at me, bro. <laughs> I used to rent them at the video store and bootleg them. I shared my Hulu password. Oh, come get them. <laughs> KG95, hello. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, what's going on? I'm you saying, know, though. cars and girls go cheaper with hail damage. Cottage speed. <laughs> like That's terrible. <laughs> I'll do one more. KG95, hello. Hey, Josh, this is Kitty. Hi, what's up? Hey, you guys just, you bash Coach so bad. You don't bash him, but you, you're his blindness. And I mean, I say it's the beer palm thing at the bar down in the city. Are you that saying that awesome. we uh, that we bash Coach? Not that you bash him, but. Oh, that we bust I his mean, balls? Yeah. <laughs> he, he, uh,. I hope he's. I hope he's at least making some money out of this. <laughs> no, he's paying us. Yeah, <laughs> we actually we get to go punch him in the face. That's our. That's how we get paid. We get to sock him in the face because he can't see it coming. Oh, trust me, he's being taken care of. I enjoy the concept of that. <laughs> like, why don't he? Does he get paid for this? Coach is literally the biggest dick ever. He's just not a nice person. He's really not. He's, he's very, very mean. mean. And you guys are over here feeling sorry for him because you have your own inner demons that you're dealing with. You feel bad for him because he's blind. <laughs> he just sits back and laughs at all you poor people that uh, feel bad for him because he's blind. <laughs> well, get him to tell that story about the time he was at, was it like a Lion's Choice or an Arby's and the people were like literally pitying him at his table. He's yeah. like, why? Yeah. Can I pray for him? <laughs> She wanted to heal him or something, like put his like put her hand. hand, like you know, just grab him, push him down. She starts singing Bon Jovi. <laughs> Lay your hands on me. Uh, is there any traffic? Uh, there actually is no updates on traffic, but as always, brought to you by Chuck's Boots down there at Fenton and St. Peter's or online at chucksboots.com. Casey Weather brought to you by Air Comfort Service, heating, cooling, and insulation. Get that heater system check for the cooler fall temperatures. Visit aircomfortservice.com. Aircomfortservice.com, 81 degrees, low tonight, 63, sunny tomorrow, 84, beautiful. All right, more rock coming up. Boys are back in town again. K-S-H-E News. The news is brought to you by Frank Lita Mitsubishi. Every vehicle just a dime down at Frank Lita Mitsubishi in the automotive outlet in Bridgeton. Yes, Lita.com. Yes, Lita.com. Maybe they'll have some hail damage vehicles we can have. Yeah. So you said that uh, your, yes. your house got uh, <laughs> so your house got a little pelted last night. And actually, you did take on some damage. We possibly? did. That's what, what they you? said. They said it could be replaced. So it's I guess you know again you got to go through insurance and deal with all the deductible and what they're willing to cover. And it might be one square. It might be four square. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yolo. So well, I call them and see what they want to do. That's the perils of kind of living out there in the middle of nowhere. I feel like the hail's bigger there. It's about ten years old. So I mean, it'd be a good time to get it now and then have mm. another. 30 years. There you go. Bingo. See? You don't plan on leaving that house, do you? No. 
That's where you. That's where you rule the roost. That's your dojo. That's where your <laughs> marijuana plants are. <laughs> that's that's where I will die, sir. <laughs> I'll be buried right under that marijuana. <laughs> Either that or a little tiny home in the woods somewhere. <laughs> I tell the world to kiss my. Ass. Give myself a little Unabomber special. Live in a little hut. <laughs> <laughs> size of a chicken coop. But I'll have a big screen TV and some uh, <laughs> some Hulu or something. Speaking of like chicken coops, so I had a guy that used to listen to my podcast, and he was a sponsor of the podcast. And he called himself Chicken Mike, and he sold chicken <laughs> coops. Yeah. He sold chicken coops. He probably made good money doing it. Oh, God. It. And basically everybody in the, in the suburbs and in like the hearts of these cities all wanted chickens and make their own eggs and everything. Oh, yeah. And what fascinated me about that was that these chicken coops were basically the size of a small house. Like, I'd look at this and it was nicer than my house. And it had, like, a window unit and, like, everything. I'm like, wow. It's like when you watch those tiny house shows. Yeah. You know, it was like that. It was like, I, I think a person could have lived in these little chicken coops. Oh, guaranteed. Put a little and they were nicer. bag in there. Had a little, you know, like, linoleum floors. I, I don't know. We have about... Plank wood. We probably got about 30 chickens. Do they have nice coops? Uh, yeah, it's one big long chicken run in the outside the barn. Do the chickens have large talons? Uh, the rooster does. Yeah. He's yeah. a jerk too. Yeah, he like, he loves Marla, man. I go in there. He anything I got, I'm carrying. He don't like. He just comes at me. I see. Damn. Yeah, roosters don't seem nice. That damn bird. Yeah. And he's loud. And you have goats that faint. And yeah. How did you become a farmer? Like, how, like have you just always been kind of like Green Acres and it? No, not really. My parents had horses. Like, we always had animals around. So the chickens we wanted because of the eggs. Like, yeah. when we moved in, our neighbors had a bunch of free range. They'd run over our yard and yeah. all that stuff. So we ended up getting them because they would give us eggs. And I'm like, man, these are amazing. Why don't we have our own chickens? Those are cage-free brown organics, And then baby. the kids doing 4-H, they can raise chickens and then auction them and stuff at the, yeah. the livestock There's auction. a hustle involved in oh, this yeah. animal game. Trying to make a buck. Yeah. The eggs are good, man. Do you ever bring uh, your eggs out to like a farmer's market or something? They no. sell our eggs. No. Are you the, the, the kind of uh, benevolent type that would just leave fresh eggs in someone's mailbox or something? Yeah, like, we do that for friends and stuff. They'll come back or like, we got too many. So, hey, you want some eggs? Or, you know, whatever. You have an abundance. Now we have an abundance of egg cartons. <laughs> Everyone brings us egg cartons. They're like, ah, in case you need it for your eggs, you know. I think they're expecting us to fill it for them and return them, but we well, do have egg cartons. Speaking of chickens, yeah, I think this applies. <laughs> it kind of works with McNuggets. All right. So uh, McDonald's has two new sauces, the mambo sauce and the sweet and spicy jam. Okay. Uh, they describe it as a tomato-based sauce. The mambo is a tomato-based sauce that's sweet, spicy, and vinegary. It'll All be right. tested at locations. It's been tested at locations. Uh, since 2021. The sweet and spicy jam is their first breakfast-inspired dipping sauce. They say it's, quote, jammy red pepper sauce with a tongue-numbing Szechuan peppercorn kick and extra heat from cayenne pepper. Huh. I'd put that on one of those sausage biscuits and go to town. My favorite is the uh, sweet and sour. I just like the normal barbecue. There but see, I nuggies. can't do the nuggets anymore. I saw that damn video, yeah. and I, I can't do it. I can't bring myself to chew that stuff. Well, dip it in there. Just go deeper in the dip. <laughs> and just go. <laughs> Nothing but dip. Just dip it deep, baby. That's what I like to say. It's words Two I... knuckles. It's what I live by, man. <laughs> White Snake on KC95, Josh Ennis Show. So you said you just learned something new about your rooster? Yeah, like, so my, my daughter Reese texted me. She goes, you're talking about so-and-so. And I go, what are you talking about? Her chicken? He goes, yeah, Cluck Norris is his name. <laughs> I had no idea they named the rooster. Well, now you know. Cluck Norris. Do you call him like Clucky for short or something? <laughs> like, 
I don't know. That's his affectionate pet name. Uh, he is Clucky. pretty badass, though. I mean, like, if he comes at you, you're, you're going to pucker. Dude, I ain't going to mess with him, Rooster. <laughs> he crazy. Could, like, they come up and they lift their legs and they get that big, you know, that, I don't know what Have you ever watched called. a cockfight in person? No. Never have. I've seen one. Yeah. On, like, videos. I, uh, I told you this before, Brutal. I think, but my mom, when she was a kid, her dad, my grandpa, like, one day she just springs this on me in casual conversation. She goes, well, you know, then, you know, I used to sell the burgers at your grandpa's cockfights. <laughs> <Like>, what? <laughs> You sure it wasn't just like something really weird. Yeah, like, damn, that, I tell you what, that is. Uh, <laughs> you get hungry. You yeah, know? and like oh, they'd be out there like, oh, I'd sell sodies and hamburgers, <laughs> and all the guys would bet on the cocks. <laughs> you should have sold chicken sandwiches. <laughs> oh, this was last week's uh, loser. <laughs> uh, on a good. stick. We put it right on a stick. <laughs> So we're going to be out at uh, Cobb Factory on Friday, right? Yes, we the opening are. night of the Haunted House. I know. I'm excited. That'll be I, fun. I am so excited. We're going to get out there. We're going to. Are we going to go through it? Um, can, I, can we be the first people to go through the Haunted so House? Did I talk to you about this week? I went through the walkthrough on Saturday. Oh, they wow. did like a dress rehearsal thing. Not go. all the actors were there, but I went through it, and it's, man, it's incredible. It's awesome. Were you scared? Not really. Uh, well, now you're doing a bad job of selling it. Um, you got to say, that was the most frightening thing ever. Because I kind of, you know, I walked through it with the lights on, so I kind of oh, knew what was, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I knew it was coming. But, yeah, the people there, like, the way they're placed and yeah i mean you're gonna get jolted there's no question i think we should be the first to get to go through it on opening night they say these boys right here well we should you know you have connections we're gonna head there right after the show because coach is coming with me here yeah and then we're gonna leave from here and go straight there oh i like how coach decides to come to work on the day that like then we get to the haunted house (laughs) after well and he doesn't want to go through he's like i just just don't think it would do anything for him he's probably right no i bet it would you think oh i think it would because it's not so much a visual thing as it is like the spooky people jump out at that would be the part right. that would freak him out. I mean, he'll never see him coming. Yeah, so, I know. I just, if he could do it in the broad daylight, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> it wouldn't matter. He can go through the walkthrough, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, go to panicfest.com and you can look into tickets there, discount on there, uh, on the website. It's going to be really awesome. Now, where where the hell is this place? It's out there. Uh, 141 East Main Street. It's on Highway 79 and Highway C in Old Monroe. Old Monroe, which Not is Monroe. about, I clocked this the other day, 11 miles from Highway 70 north on 79. So right. it's really not that far. All right, so come out and hang with us, man. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We're there 8 to 10. So we'll be out there, and then we're back there again on the 13th, Friday the 13th. Yes, sir. Uh, and you'll hear us on the radio the, uh, from there as well. We'll be calling in. So, But come hang out with us. Let's get stupid. Let's get nuts, man, over at the uh, Cobb Factory. We can do that. But we're going to have to have a reason. Uh, <laughs> we can especially do it there. It's yeah. going to be fun. All right, what's the traffic look like, Scotty? Um, I got no updates on traffic since the last time, but as always, it brought to you by Chuck Boots. Chuck's boots. Singular, one shot. I, I, I don't know why I do that. Chuck boots. Chuck boots. Uh, Chuck's boots down there in Fenton and St. Peter's or online at chucksboots.com. Casey Weather brought to you by Air Comfort Service. Heating, cooling, and insulation. Time to get your heater system checked out. Before those cooler fall temperatures, visit aircomfortservice.com. That's aircomfortservice.com. Currently 80 degrees, low tonight 63. High tomorrow 84, sunny. It's going to be nice tomorrow. All weekend. It's hot. It's hot. This is stupid. It's, it's fall. Week. It's fall. No. This doesn't feel like, let's say, it's stupid. I think we got two, three more weeks, and then it's going to get miserable. When you say miserable, welcome to Missouri. Cold, wet, rain. I'm fine with that. No. Much more than I am 95 degrees in October. I'm going to this damn Mizzou LSU game. It's going to be like 90 degrees. Well, I didn't sign up for weekend, this. right? Yeah. It won't be that hot next week. Well, it doesn't matter. You don't know. You don't make the weather. It's going to be cold. It's going to be 47 
for the game. If it were, I would take that all day. <laughs> would you Over really 95 degrees. Yeah. yeah, I think I would too, to be honest with you. Put a coat on and deal with it. Yeah. I've sat through snow. I went to the Army-Navy game one year, and it snowed the entire game, and it was awesome. Anyway. I've uh, never been to a football game when it snows. That'd it be awesome. It's the one time I've done it. It was awesome. Now, you don't want to get sleet. I've also been to a game in Chicago oh, yeah. during, like, sleet, and that's terrible. All right, so for Hit the Road, brought to you by Dobbs Tire and Auto Center, we had a gentleman call a little while ago and said, hey, for Hit the Road, can you play Demolition Man? I'm going to assume he meant the uh, Def Leppard Demolition Man. And if so, I'll play that for you and hit the road. If not, if there's the other version, who the hell is the other version of Demolition? I say, who was that? I, I don't know why I just foghorn leghorn you. I say, I say, <laughs> See. Demolition Man, boy. <laughs> uh, the police also have a song called Demolition Man. I'm going to hope you didn't mean that because we are an anti-sting show. I've just made that decision, yeah. <laughs> this is new. Well, hey, breaking know. news, Chuck Norris or Cluck Norris. <laughs> Cluck Norris. And we are anti-police. Now, I want to be clear. I don't mean the boys and the gals in blue. We support them. Yeah, just But our sting. version of F the police is Sting. <laughs> we are not police. Did you see that shirt at the... I the, did. At the uh, at Zoe's. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. All right, so you will get Demolition Man from Def Leppard. Uh, and a couple other songs before Mark Close gets in here. And we will see you manana. What?